My male counterpart says, you know I know The sky is falling as I watch you go down Darkening is inevitable Don't want to cry But I honestly don't know how to tell Everything everyone wants of me What does everyone have to know? Everything on my mind I'm a woman in a ranch I've been exploring new types of writing songs and I've been going outside more and then the weather got cold and rainy so I couldn't do that so much but my mind was still in a deeper exploration and this song I started out calling it Woman in a Rant but Darkening is Inevitable is such a pretty name for it and it's a male counterpart talking to this woman and it's not necessarily meaning anything um, but And that's, in fact, why I was afraid to record it, because I thought it sounded more like a school uh, writing and not something you put in a song. And when I recorded it, I said, wow, this sounds really good. And my voice sounded the best. I sounded more confident than ever, really, Um, like up on a high wire. And I I know I keep saying, oh, I want to do another song like that. The composition isn't anything to talk of, but what I really wanted to do that I have been talking about is just get the lyrics in there, have them be really strong, and let the way I put them in there be the strength of the song. And I think I did this with this song. Um, I'm finding that it's probably more good for like stage and presentation. Versus maybe someone going out and partying to it, of course. Um, Of course, a woman could probably maybe party to this because, uh, like I said, I don't come across in any particular format, but it's just a a really deep expression of of just words, really. Not necessarily a theme or a story. Um, Like it sounds like we say, I'm a woman in a rant, that maybe this is um, like a, 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 I don't want to say that think of the word right suffragette suffragette movement or something and it's really not it's just um maybe someone just personally really feeling like maybe i just want to express myself um or maybe it is someone feeling like they really want to rant but I'm guessing, I mean, look, sometimes sometimes I just come up with these words, and if I have so many other ones that intertwine, I can't really define necessarily where it's coming from, but however I do these things, sometimes I love how it fell, and I think I left it so open that you could take it many ways, and the male in this uh, song that she's talking about, um, he doesn't necessarily say anything that would be negative. He's just, it's kind of an honest conversation between a male and a female, I think. Um, excuse my voice. <laughs> I was just going to have lunch, so I made some stuffed cabbage rolls that I'm eating. And I said, no, 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 I have this on my mind, this song, and what I want to say. And um, I, what else I want to say about gratefulness, and I really hope you enjoy this song because I'm really thrilled at just the whole thing about it. And I'm not saying it's something, like I said, I could even publish. It's far from mainstream, but I think I'm really going to mail niche in sounding the best and expressing myself the best. Um, and I just, um, 
I, just quickly my gratefulness of what I was thinking about yesterday. I took the um, Portland streetcar across the water and I went to the Lloyd Center Mall, which, you know, it could be kind of sad because there's only like, I think two restaurants upstairs, maybe three. And um, they even closed Sakaru, Japan, which, you know, I like that place. So it's kind of good. It wasn't open because I, I don't like to eat out a lot. I don't like just eating out. I like to eat what I put in my food. But I did have a Dairy Queen ice cream cone and I looked out over the skating rink and I was just so inspired uh, by watching the skaters and the little kids were out there. And even if they were gonna fall, boy, they were fighting to stay up. And I thought, I am gonna get out there myself. I used to skate and not really well, but I, I never showed when I was terrified that I was gonna fall, which I always was, rather roller skating or ice skating. I think more roller skating, but um, I would probably do horrible now but I'm going to get myself out there, even if I'm holding on to the side and I'm laughing at myself. So that would be something to see. But on my way home, I was just thinking, like, you know, I know I've, I've had a hard journey, as we all have. And, um, you know, my journey from being injured really badly uh, back in, from 2009 to 2011, the worst of injuries, probably more closer to 2010 and 2011, where the physical ones were really showing up and coming through. Um, all from abuse and I, I the worst of it I knew there was going to be ram, ramifications to my health I wasn't sure what they were going to be and um, you know I was just kind of waiting and talk about darkening is inevitable I mean I knew you know I think my son and I both knew that something you know was going to show up at some point and to get anybody to even talk about it was one thing but to try to you know Kind of follow my my health care was was something else and which i had luck when i came up to portland because i didn't seem directly connected to anyone to worry a whole lot um but you know then of course it starts a little bit again but i already was at a point where i had the, the role started um to to better myself and um and i was having a hard time at one point, though, though my health, I was fighting and getting it better and learning to do things myself to feel better. Um, I, I talked about having a really difficult time with chronic fatigue in my head and it was really bad. And I, I knew it was chronic, something was chronic wrong with me. And of course I, luckily when I went back to Eugene, found out that um, I have the degenerative eye disease in both eyes and which I blame on the abuse from being hit so bad in the head. And then I already had a mild brain injury from anesthesia in 1990. So of course, all these factors and then more head trauma from being hit in the head. I mean, you, your body can only take so much. So um, of course, once I found out what it was, I was able to alleviate the pressure with different things that the doctor, eye doctor suggested. And then knowing where it's coming from, my next tactic to, to heal really is how I feel. So I, I thought like to get out to Portland, it was a, a journey. It was a long journey, um, almost a dangerous journey. And but I knew I need to get away from the situation. Uh, finally, definitely at that point where I could just kind of um, separate myself, find myself, find my head, try to figure out you know where my health was at. And um, boy, was it was it difficult. And it was a good five five to seven years of getting a place and then when I finally got a place um which that ends up being difficult for a while and then I didn't have enough money to take care of myself and 
And uh, finally, I'd have to say probably what, six or seven years later, I was able to get to the point where I finally found out what the inevitable part of my injuries were and I, I'm able to fight to keep my sight. So um, I got even to the point where I want to take pictures um, and make like a photo album online and call it um, while I can still see. And, and not to say, I really don't think I'm going to lose my sight all the way, but, um, or maybe, well, I think I'll lose some, it's some, but I just think, you know, you, you don't, uh, no, I should say, you know, I appreciate my sight a lot more because of, you know, the, the possibility of losing it. And I want to show how I see things different now. Like when I took photos before, I would always like, I could see the beauty in simple things like the tiniest things closest to the ground. And I love that about me that I can do that. And I'm so much more into that now in my mind. And I'm just wondering what kind of photos I could get and what I see as far as a storyline in those, which really is a lot to do with song writing as well and creating songs because where your mind is really is where the, the, um, the music is going to come from where the lyrics are going to come from. And I also was just so wonderfully scholarship, some classes from Barnes and Noble. Um, they have some art classes that they lecture and I'm sure they're pretty expensive, but they, um, scholarship to me, a couple of classes that I'm so appreciative to with their artwork, um, their artwork classes. And that's really important to me because in humanities in college, when I went back not too long ago, um, I really craved, craved the storyline behind the artistry. And it just exploded inside of me as far as creation and how it connects to me. Now, I don't know how someone else writes a song or where they get the creativity from, but that is huge with me. So I'm really interested to see like at the end of the summer, or it might even be almost the beginning of the summer, when I finish these two classes, where I'm at in my mind and what I'm going to write about and where these artists that are no longer with us that chose to do their artwork in a particular manner, um, where it came from, where they were in their life, uh, why they did this artwork, you know, why they chose. When you see a painting and you see like different forms of paintings, that they decided to do um, as far as not the picture, but what materials and how they wanted to place them on that canvas. It's so wonderful to hear where they were coming from and why they wanted that, why they wanted to use bumps all over maybe, why they wanted to, um, why they wanted to lay it out in a certain way. Um, as far as the form of it with the paint. And then of course, why they wanted to lay out the structure of the picture itself, as far as where they placed things. And I know that might sound boring to so many people, but to me, I just thrive on that and I crave that horribly. So I am so grateful that I could write up something that was so important to Barnes and Noble that they, um, gifted me these two classes and I was going to go off the certificate class, which probably would have been really hard on me. I can't believe I'm even, actually these are lectures, so this is good for me, but I'm sure there's probably more involved with the certificate, certificate class, maybe that I'd have to write or something. And that would be kind of hard to have to study and write. Um, but that's what I initially wanted to go out for, but it's closed for the spring. So 
So I wanted to mention that Kata Web Radio over in Canada has been picking up some nice songs of mine. They picked up Dancing in the Clouds, which I listened to the other day um, when they played me. Sometimes it bounces up when I'm online, and I ran over there and I retweet, retweeted it right away. So that way, if someone wants to listen to it, because I think it's so cool how people will hop on over there and uh, listen to my stuff when it's played. And so I was able to listen to it, and oh, it sounded so pretty. And I thought, boy, they are just really, um, really doing my music justice. Yep, Dancing on the Clouds, and they also play Up on a High Wire, which is one of my favorite songs that I've done. I still can't believe I did that. Also, MPG Radio in Canada. Uh, they call it smash music so i guess i'm in the smash mix over there they play dancing in the clouds uh any music promo they um promoted my song the best place featuring sujavi music that song was a lot of fun i think i sang from my head in that though but people seem to like it so damned i still love so damned that's that song is in my heart that they have that in um Reflection Tower over at MPG Radio. Let me thank them for that. And let me see. Of course, this is only rock radio. Is please me. Oh, also, let me mention he is not that man over in Smash Music Mix. MPG Radio played this past week. Martina Dorner, D O R N E R. If you go to her SoundCloud, she has a couple songs of mine she put up there that are they're roughs, but um, I put my roughs up at. SoundCloud sometimes and Deloitte Jean Fanella and she's been such a doll to uh, retweet retweet them I guess you could say because she puts them on a um, on a SoundCloud I wouldn't be retweet because it's not a Twitter but she puts me on a playlist or a SoundCloud and uh, she shares I get that little circle like bar on my song over there so I know someone shared it Blue Torch Radio in Australia. He's not that man. Thank you. Thank you. Quite a few um, people jump over to that too at times. I don't know the time frame. of They have different time frames over here, but I've had some nice things over there. So, and um, oh, let me go further down. This is only rock radio because they always play me. Yeah, there they go. They play the best place featuring Sajabi music. Thank you, Spain's only rock radio over at Twitter. This is only rock radio Facebook. And they play another one over here. Is it up on the high wire? Yes, it is. So I want to thank those stations that play me and every week. So I'm very appreciative. So I hope that you enjoyed the new song this week. And I really hope I can come out with something really cool next week too for you. So please stay safe. Lloyd Jean Fanella sing a songwriter. Female angry 
expressing explosively fighting formalism What does everyone have to know? Everything on my mind I'm a woman in a rent My male counterpart says You know I know The sky is falling as I watch you go down Darkening is inevitable Don't want to cry but I honestly don't know how to tell everything everyone wants of me. What does everyone have to know? Everything on my mind. I'm a woman in a rent. I'm all tied up, please vacuum me. Suck me up, set me free Now, counterpart, I'll set you free Baby, I know what you want to be Baby, I'll help I don't want you to die Don't want to see you cry I know everything you want What does everyone have to know? Everything on my mind What is it?